if the goal or the dream is strong enough and the desire is strong enough that you hang on for as long as it takes for the dream to manifest. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. It's the Nat and Sarah show. Woo! 2019, where has the time gone? So to kick off this big year, we will be taking you through our three-step process using law of attraction to manifest that which you want out of life. And it all starts with creating your new... Wait, 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 wait. There's a pre-step to this process. Why are you always interrupting me? Ah, is this going to be how the year goes? Are we going to be interrupting each other? Yeah, well, you like to talk too, so i got to get in there at some point. You know, people that really know you would really be surprised to know that you don't actually talk that much. I know. That's a hidden secret. You might learn about that later. Just so you know, everybody, Nat is a motivational speaker, and yet somehow when she's at home, she must not be feeling so motivated because she doesn't talk that much. Well, don't carry the stage with me everywhere. It seems like yours is like under your feet. (laughs) I know. It's a good idea. (laughs) People don't pay me as much for that. But okay, okay, okay. So, all right. It's most important that we kick off our very first podcast talking about one of the things we did every day as a child, but rarely do as adults. And as we just talked about. Just wait. That's dreaming. I I have to say, that's the topic today. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. So, The thing that we do as kids that we don't do as adults is dream. And you talked about talking, right? One of my pet peeves is that all we do is talk. Mm. So one of the important things for this, for the Nat and Sarah Show podcast, is that we actually want some doing. So be sure to go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah Show for your free worksheets and follow along with today's show because you have to make sure you put pen to paper and I really like pen to paper, not typing because it's a create, it accesses a creative part of your brain 
that we often don't use anymore because of iPads, tablets, and computers. Okay, so you guys, you got to do this part because Nat was obsessed with these worksheets. Like, if there was no doing, she just couldn't handle it. Because basically, we could talk and talk and talk all of 2019, but if nothing changes for you guys, then that really doesn't make us happy, that doesn't excite us. And so, I've been living with this for 18 years, you know, a doer. So it's really helped me to take my insights and my inspirations and actually shift my life and not just talk about my life. So on that, when you print out the worksheets, you can maybe get a binder or a folder to put them in, or you can spread them out around the room, behind the toilet door. You put them up so that you see them, uh, because if you file them in the computer, when are you really going to see them again? Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you don't even know where to find the file. But let's get these worksheets out. Let's write. Let's draw. Let's do something creative with our brain and put them in a binder. And we weren't supposed to talk about this part right now, but this reminds me of how you put together your book, Nat, and when you shared with me that if it wasn't for all the worksheets and the binders and the diaries that you had, you know, the book never could have been written. And basically, you were writing that book over time. And not that people are going to use these worksheets to write a book. However, you know, being able to actually go back and and access the information when you most need it. I mean, Mm. would that be useful? Yeah, and ironically, it's the story of your life, which we're Mm. going to talk about in future, that if you don't publish, that's Mm. okay. Um, But I would not have written a book because I would have been overwhelmed at the the ginormous nature of how to start with page one and get to 250 pages, right? But when I went to all my journals and all my binders with little snippets and little stories, the book was made except for the last chapter, which was us competing in Sydney. So it literally was all written, um, the journey all the way through to Sydney, waiting for the last chapter, Hmm. which is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Should we tell them what happens in the last chapter? No, we won't tell them yet. Not yet. So back to dreaming. So you'll recognize my mantra because I go off on tangents, but I'll do my best to be interrupted (laughs) and pulled back. But this idea of dreaming, you know, we have a three-year-old and Every day we watch her creating worlds with her imagination, you know. we Sometimes we're trying to talk to her and we can see that she's not on planet Earth right now. She is in fairyland of her own creating. And so, you know, she just moves so effortlessly from her imagined world to her current life. And it really inspires us as parents to talk about this sometimes forgotten ability, this thing that we all started with but perhaps have put on the shelf for a little while. So, Nat. You know, why does dreaming even matter? Well, you know, we talk about um, wanting things in our life. Like if you want to progress in your life, you often need that starts or wherever you want to go in your life, starts with that dream, starts with that little ember of a flame inside your belly that often comes from seeing something. So for me, with my Olympic dream and my Olympic journey, it started by seeing Um, an event, the Commonwealth Games, ironically, which is not the Olympics, but similar, a big international multi-sport event. And I saw someone do what what I thought would be cool to do. Now, I never knew how it was going to happen and all that that comes after it, but it it sparked the dream. And that for me is, I have a belief that it all starts with a dream. And the best way to see your dream is Mm. actually to close your eyes. (laughs) How ironic. You know, this whole podcast started as a dream. 
you know, a means of expressing a life that we're currently living, but basically wanting others to be able to share it alongside us. Because I think there's this moment in life as you go through it that you realize doing it all alone is a little bit, I don't want to say boring, but maybe a little bit not, look, black and white, black and white, not as colorful. I, I I actually don't want to put judgment on it, but basically one of our highest values is being able to share that, that which we experience in life. So two years ago, I had a dream and I had a dream of living in Switzerland, but the dream wasn't at nighttime. It was literally a guided meditation process to evoke dreams again. And it was something that I needed to actively put myself in that space because I'd gotten to the point where I was saying things to myself like, you know what? My life's pretty good. I don't need to dream of anything else. I've done so many things and I don't want for more. And and this was something that I was saying to other people. It was something that I was definitely saying to myself. And so being able to sit there and allow myself the space to almost be a kid again and to dream, up popped this memory of of something I had said to myself way back in, in 2000. And here we are, 2019. And so, you know, almost 20 years ago, I had said to myself, one day I want to live in Switzerland. And, you know, I had previously lived there for a short time. I loved it. And, you know, life happens. Over 20 years, I ended up, you know, representing my country in volleyball. I ended up getting married to an Australian, Woo-hoo! you know, um, who who forgot to tell me that she was a woman. She tricked me into that one, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that is a different um, podcast. Yeah, that's, the, that's probably the one they really want to hear about. But anyway, so, you know, we had a child and life just happened. And I forgot about this declaration that I'd made so many years ago. So I can't say enough about giving yourself the space to actually dream. And it's, even though it is an ability that we all have, we do need this this space. So I believe that dreams never die. Just like that one I had in 2000, it didn't die. I believe it, it sort of floats around and waits for someone who is ready to activate it, to manifest it, to live it. And, you know, I wasn't ready until 2017 or 2016 maybe when we started the process of taking this dream because by the way I went downstairs after having this dream said to Nat hey we've got to move to Switzerland and what did you say Nat like hell Hell no no. (laughs) which you know if you listen and look at your dreams of your past or even your current ones I'm sure there's plenty of people telling you hell Hell no." no Especially your partner. And I, and I say that because... Well, let me explain first I why the hell no came up. Because my <laughs> brain went to, what do we do with our life here? And all of the mm. logistics and family that would get upset about leaving. And I went through, and who else does this? All the things, all the reasons why you couldn't. And yeah, and so that wasn't to throw Nat under the bus for saying hell no. It was to show you that... You know, when you have a vision or a dream and you go and tell your partner, they haven't sat in dream time like you. They haven't had the space. And so when I... Because I was at the uh, kitchen counter washing up dishes when she came down from dream time. So completely out of the blue. Exactly. So for Nat, it, it wasn't her dream yet. And it took a week. And, you know, that's pretty good, actually, a week. But I heard Nat speaking to somebody on the phone a week later and her saying something like, yeah, we're going to live in Switzerland and we're going to go to Wimbledon and we're going to go to the Monaco Grand Prix. And she was telling about all these things she was going to do in Europe. And I could see that 
my vision had infiltrated her cells and become something that was a dream for her and, and a way that she could express her excitement in life. So, you know, author Elizabeth Gilbert, who, um, who wrote the, the famous book, Eat, Pray, Love, wrote another book called Big Magic. And in that book, she talks about this notion that ideas don't belong to people. And I just want to kind of extend that to dreams don't necessarily belong to someone. They're sort of like free floating entities awaiting a custodian, awaiting someone to manifest them. And so I loved when she said that in this book, Big Magic, because it it's like a freedom to access and reach up and grab your dream that maybe you had when you were two and three years old. You know, you can access and grab it at any time. So my question to all of you is like, what if a dream is awaiting you? What if it's hanging around wondering when you're going to be receptive enough to bring it in and begin working with it? So, you know, think of receptivity like a radio station. So, you know, back in the day when we were listening to the radio in the car, which we listened to a lot of online radio, but just think of the olden days with the radio, because the idea is that the radio station is broadcasting content 24-7. So they basically have people doing shows all the time. But that doesn't mean that I'm in my car tuned in to 96.7 FM. Even though 96.7 FM is playing content, if I don't tune my radio to that frequency, I cannot receive the content. It's the same with this. Oftentimes, and I... I hope that excites you all like it, like it excites me because what it means is that you don't have to go and like conjure content and make it up. It's actually already there. Whoa. Like, is that cool to anybody else? Is that, that good to that, you or that is that just me? That is cool because it's not that everyone will have the same dream. However, yeah. when you're trying to go for an Olympic gold medal in the sport of beach volleyball, there's often 24 teams trying to get the same goal. I know because you got mine. Yeah. Like, well. that's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a I, I'm living to tell this tale, however. So there is so much content. And, and clearly in today's world, there's even more than there was in the year 2000. And it's a little bit overwhelming. So trying to sift through all the noise, which is why dream time is so important for you to be able to tap into the frequency and the radio station that's playing your gig, right? So... For me, I shared with you um, at about the age of eight when I was watching Lisa Curry, an Australian swimmer, win the 100 metres freestyle in the 1982 Commonwealth Games, right? She got out of the pool. She put her Australian tracksuit on um, after she won. Gold medal around her neck, watching the Australian flag rise up above the rest, singing Advance Australia Fair with tears streaming down her face. And I said, I want to do that, right? And then as Sarah said, life goes on. All these other dreams come into, this one stayed pretty clear with me. This was definitely something that um, I thought I'd be a swimmer, didn't know I'd end up going as a beach volleyballer. Um, and so from the age of eight to then the age of 21, so Sarah, what's the math? 13 oh. years. <laughs> no pressure. 13 years I was going through life trying to tune into this frequency to get myself to the Olympics. And our first Olympic Games with my volleyball partner, Kerry Podast, we won an Olympic bronze medal, which, you know, should be fantastic. The goal was the gold medal. Uh, we thought we'd done a fantastic job winning the first ever, because beach volleyball had just gone into the Olympics in 1996. 
and it was tiny bit short. If you look at a podium, it's like 30 centimetres short of the gold medal podium, right? And then some people after that would think that that's it. They would stop. Often people go to one Olympic, so you, you think that that's the goal you were supposed to achieve and you fall short. But there's this thing sometimes that if you're not a, if we didn't get that gold medal, we could have been really, really, really upset, right, and stopped or changed what we were doing. Um, and sometimes you do have to course correct, which we did. But people often feel like they're doing something wrong if they don't get it. So imagine if Kerry and I have stopped after the Atlanta Olympics. Mm. We would not have gone on to win the Olympic gold medal and turn our bronze into gold in the year 2000, the same time Sarah's having a dream, right? There's some irony. Mm. There's more stories around that too. Did you ever want to stop? Do you remember? Um, Did you guys ever think, like, want to quit? No, especially when the Olympics is... Uh, not at this point because the okay. Olympics, the next Olympics was coming to Sydney. Okay, your home. Right, country. our home country. So we didn't want to quit. There are times across my career, of course, I wanted to quit um, because <laughs> it was so challenging and so tough. But at that time, the Sydney Olympics at home on Bondi Beach in front of a home crowd was something that just kept, like, was magnetic and kept drawing us in to going above and beyond what you know, some people would think what we do as Olympians is a bit obsessive and it can be. <laughs> but the point of it is, is that if we'd have stopped before then, we wouldn't have realized that it just needed a little bit more time. So the moral of the story is if the goal or the dream is strong enough and the desire is strong enough that you hang on for as long as it takes for the dream to manifest. Mm. And I... Sorry, I'm just having a pause because even though I do hear Nat speak often, <laughs> it always, you know, it's lovely to to learn something and and I got something from what you're saying and my other voice said, "Okay, but a lot of people face reality. Come on, Nat. Like all this dreaming, is this just like fantasizing? What's the difference between dreaming and fantasizing?" That's a really good question, and I'm sure people have thought about that too and and it's called daydreaming right mm -hmm. and people say stop dreaming mm -hmm. that's a, a slang in Australia I don't know if it's Canadian too where they say mm -hmm. stop dreaming yeah. and because often those things are thought to be like at, at the age of eight if you'd have told me I would win an Olympic gold medal you know it was my dream I was so excited I didn't think there were any obstacles or hurdles that would come in um, but in hindsight you probably think it's a bit out there for a little girl from Townsville mm. <laughs> to win, to be the best in the world. And the difference, though, back to your question, between dreaming and fantasizing for me, I believe, is that dreaming, if you act on the dream, like you came downstairs, you told me, mm. I saw Lisa Curry win the gold medal and I put that into my processes that that's what I wanted to do, right? Fantasizing is kind of just throwing it out there, People are having a beer or having a, at the nightclub going, oh, that would be nice to do, right? There's the difference probably. Right. Nice to do versus I really want to do that. Right. So kind of like when people go someday, one day, like someday, one day I'll do that and then there's no action. Yeah, and one of my success coaches, Kirik Ashley, said that when you have a dream or you have this ember lit within your stomach that you take 
one, immediate action on it, which mm-hmm. what you did, Sarah, was run downstairs and tell me. <laughs> and for my dream, it was going telling my parents I wanted to go to the Olympics. Mm. Um, and for anyone listening that has kids between the ages of six and nine, when I talk to a lot of my Olympic friends, their dreams too started between the age of six and nine, right? So that's when the um, the vision, the brain, the dreaming for kids is at its ripest. Mm. So get them in front of so many opportunities or seeing things so that they can choose for themselves which one they want to follow through on. So I know I'm nutting at this a little bit, but I do want to talk about this notion of reality because I remember, and it's one of the processes that we are introducing to you all, and we're actually giving you these processes free and you can access them on bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show, we really want to give you those processes so that you can begin using them. And we're going to be talking about them over this next month. We really want to begin things with the hardcore nuts and bolts of what it takes to manifest the life of your dreams. So this one element and it's process number one, Nat, and I remember you sharing it with, with me in my early days of my volleyball career. And the moment that I started, and I'm, I don't want to completely describe the process on this um, episode, but when I started it, the thing that I kept saying to myself was, well, this sounds a bit like bull. Like, like, who am I fooling? Imagine if someone was reading this right now. And it was like almost, even though I was alone in my room writing, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm crazy. And so this idea of reality was stifling me. It was almost like the constant puller downer of my life. And so what is reality anyways? You know, I learned about 10 years, maybe 15 years ago that reality is not a good enough reason to focus on it. So that is not how I grew up. (laughs) It's like, what? So basically, what if reality is merely a collection of stories that a lot of people have been focusing on long enough for them to be present before our eyes. So what I mean by that is, what if reality is merely a collection of thoughts that a lot of people are thinking that has it manifest now? So, okay, what are you talking about? What that means is that it's not a black and white thing like I grew up with. It is actually just a collection of thoughts, which means if that's true, then it means that we can also have a collection of other thoughts. Because even though, okay, so let's look at this for example. If you look at the news, so Nat and I debate a lot about news and its importance in our life and watching the news, but let's not go into that too deeply except to say, if you were to watch CNN as your snapshot of life, you would be freaking petrified. It's like, why go out of the house in the morning? It's too scary. And you know what? A lot of people feel that way. And so basically, the news is a micro snapshot of what's going on in the world. However, when it's playing all day in your mind, it feels real. So it's not everything that's happening, but it can feel like it. So reality is something that many of us, I'm going to just talk about myself. I was giving it too much credit to the point where I wouldn't allow myself to dream because it just felt like hokey. And you know, When we give it too much credit, it allows our current state of how things are right now to become our future state. So does everybody get that if you continue thinking how you're thinking now, you're going to get in the future that same thing? So 
This equates to a recycled life. So you're recycling things in this whole reality stream rather than creating something new. So the irony with our three-year-old is that she is showing me every day that the truth is that we can create a magical world for ourselves and this can become a reality. It is possible. We can do this. And I think the proof, and by the way, if some of you are like, I don't really get this. I've never experienced that. Uh, that was my I, life with Sarah. I'm like, what are you talking uh, about? Well, funny enough, you were the one that described this to me and I was facing reality and only while doing the process and seeing tangible results change in my life, did I believe it. So I'm just going to kind of throw that out to all of you. If you do not engage fully and wholly in the processes, you are going to continue to think it's hokey, which is totally fine. You can think it's weird and crazy and hokey. However, if you're not experiencing every element that you want out of your life, it might be worth trying something different. Play full out. Play 100%. I'm not going to ask you to play 110% because that's <laughs> kind of hokey. You can't. Play full out. Give it everything you got. That's what I was asked of by my success coach. And what if... What if your life over the, let's say, the two years, let's go to our Swiss dream, ours, see how I've given the royal owl to Sarah's dream. Um, We're here, aren't we? Exactly. What if, let's say you have a two-year dream, what if you lived that for two years? Here's another thought. What if you lived it for the two years on the way there and don't have to wait two years to experience it? Ooh, that's something. So you mean like almost transporting yourself in your mind to, let's say, Switzerland or to the dream? Absolutely. Living in the physical manifestation of it, waiting for reality to catch up. So here we are, feet on the ground in a town, a little old town called Lutri, Switzerland, which is in the UNESCO World Heritage site of the vineyards that overlook Lake Geneva. I mean, my vision was that. That was the dream. And so over those two years in preparation for the dream, Nat and I sat overlooking those vineyards many times in our minds. Yeah. And here we are. And Sarah was drinking wine and I was having croissants in preparation for that, living in it. And now waiting for the reality to catch up, which we are living in that reality and having the most awesome time. This might be a difficult one to wrap your head around because half of your brain will say, that's BS. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You Bring yourself back to the reality in Fig Tree Pocket where we left, you know, <laughs> Australia to come here and we lived there for many years. So this is a, a concept we will dive into yeah, over we... the many weeks because it's not something you just go, woof. And, and guess what? If you are feeling something arising in your body, this idea of, of doing something different, so was I. Because it was around 2001 when Nat introduced this first part of the process. And I was ranked 32 in the world as a Canadian player. And here a gold medalist was telling me, hey, you have to transport yourself to the dream and you could win. And I'm thinking, does she know that we're number 32? Does she know that we're from Canada and that our teams haven't been ranked in the top 10? like in forever does she know that and all I kept thinking in my mind was I was bringing reality I almost wanted to fight for my own um lack of living my dream like I felt all those things however I realized you know what what am I fighting for I don't want to be number 32 in the world that is not my dream 
I want to get in the top 10. I want to qualify for the Olympics. I want to do these things. So when I started putting pen to paper and I was talking about being a top 10 team, you know what? Reality for that first paragraph, 32 was feeling pretty present. But as I started to do it, it's kind of fun to, to actually live in a whole new state. And if you're steadfast and you want a different life for yourself, you know, one that's more closely aligned with the dreams that you had as a little child, you know, when I was ranked seventh in my first world event, I knew the tides had turned. The hokey stuff had merit. I had deliberately created a result for myself in my life. And but, but you had followed a process here. Yeah, it wasn't these, magic. Yeah, the, there are... There are tools and processes to mm-hmm. follow, which of course is about the worksheets and about things to download. Mm-hmm. So what is that? What is this first thing? process yeah. thing? Okay, so the first process is we're going to introduce in our next episode, but we believed that this pre-process of dreaming was the most vital. You need some content. So I've created a 10-minute dream time guided meditation to remind you of your innate capacity to dream. And it is a practice. It is something that I recommend that you listen to multiple times. So this 10-minute Dreamtime guided meditation, you can get that in the Facebook group, bit.ly slash the full-time family or bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show. Either one of those will get you there. And, you know, after moving through the guided meditation, you'll have the paint to brushstroke your canvas. So these are the roots of really building your manifestation muscle. And without it, I think that you will struggle or be, yeah, you'll find it difficult to engage in process one, two, and three. So I really want you to engage first in conjuring your dreams, stoking the flame, and really opening yourself up to who you've always been as a child and really going up and grabbing these dreams that are there for you. This process is so important. Please, this is as important as me training for my volleyball over and over and going to the gym, right? This is a repetition process and may take you two times, 20 times, 200 times of listening to this guided meditation before you actually hit the nail on the head and the dream that you are going to hang on to like a dog with a bone until you get there. So for those of you that you're feeling called, it's like, you know, get in the seat, put your seatbelt on, strap in, let's go, because it's going to be different. And if you're somebody who likes to think differently and wants to not be ordinary, you want a bit of extra in there, but extraordinary, then you're in the right place. So this Facebook group, we are going to be engaged. We're going to be doing weekly lives in there to make sure that we are engaged with you. It's what gets us up in the morning, um, letting us know that, hey, we're not the only ones living our dream, but that you are on your way to living yours. So um, we look forward to this journey. We are just getting started. I hope you're excited because your life can be unrecognizable in such a short amount of time. It will rock Blow your world. Blow your socks off. High five, Sarah. It's time. it's time to go dream. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So 
open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.